some things that happen at the Belvedere Gay Resort stay at the Belvedere Gay Resort. So don't worry, Belvedere. I'm not revealing all the behind the scenes. Um, but it's like Vegas rules, everyone. There is, it's a gay resort. Okay, so let your imagination run wild. That's what we do well here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Okay. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Yes, it's Andrew Rimby. I'm 30 and I'm about to reveal the behind the scenes of my Fire Island trip to the you all. Okay, that kind of worked. <laughs> yes, it is my 30th birthday, everyone. Can you believe it? I'm actually 30. I cannot wait to do this behind the scenes, taking you all on my steamy Fire Island 30th birthday adventure. So you've seen Yes, Jack Parlett, who wrote Fire Island. We had such an amazing conversation together. If you haven't listened to that episode, it is so exciting. If you have never been to Fire Island, if you are not in the LGBTQ umbrella you need to listen to it because you want to hear all of the steamy behind the scenes of what happens at Cherry Grove and the Pines. So calling all of you straight listeners out there, straight audience members, I know you exist. Uh, <laughs> and if you are LGBTQ+, you need to listen as well because Jack knows the ins and outs of the Fire Island scene and especially the literary scene. Okay, but... For my contribution to this 30th birthday extravaganza, I actually have a book with me, um, a journal of sorts, where I took down notes of my Fire Island birthday. So I was there from a Tuesday to a Friday, almost a week. And I went right after Labor Day, the day after Labor Day. And I was like, you know what, Andrew, you deserve this vacation. You deserve this 30th birthday blowout experience of just enjoying the beach, which I am a huge fanatic of. All of you who follow me on Instagram at Andrew David Rimby know that I just am a beach guy a beach bro of sorts, a beach gay bro. I'm trying to create that category. So if anyone is a beach gay bro, hey, Hit me up. Maybe we'll create a fan club of Beach Gay Bros. 
Okay, maybe it'll be a new TikTok craze, the Beach Gay Bros. It's actually kind of hard to say, so maybe not. Um, so I'm going to go all the way back into my notes to help with this episode of just having you all picture you are at the Fire Island Ferry in Sayville, New York. You have arrived. You've parked your car. You now have to walk to the Cherry Grove Fire Island Ferry Terminal. You bought your ticket, your round trip ticket, because I would love to just stay at, at the island. But no, I need to get back eventually to my car. Okay. Um, I need to get back to work at Stony Brook University and need to get back to this podcast. And I was not bringing any podcast equipment to Fire Island because there are no cars in Cherry Grove. Yes, you heard that right. There are no cars. So you walk everywhere. So I have a suitcase with me. Um, also, does anyone know? Because I found this out when I went to San Francisco. So thank you to the Weston staff, to an amazing bellhop. I don't know if we still say that bell person um, who actually taught me that when you have a bag that matches your suitcase, that the bag actually can slide through the suitcase's handle. And that's how you're actually supposed to attach the bag. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, you know, but if not, um, I'm trying to explain it, but I'm probably not explaining the terminology correctly, but there's actually a way to attach your bag to the suitcase. Um, so yeah, I did that for Fire Island because I have to walk everywhere. Then I have my backpack. I have a tote beach bag that has magazines, books, things that I probably got to a fourth of that reading material. And then the rest of it was just scenery, <laughs> um, sunscreen, bug spray, chapstick galore. I love chapstick. Hand lotion. You always need hand lotion, okay? Do not want, you know, chapped hands especially my elbows. You got to moisturize your elbows, gentlemen out there, your knees, just saying. Uh, but, okay, so I you go to the ferry. You now enter the ferry. It is a rainy day because I entered on a rainy Tuesday. And it was actually very calming. So in the back of my mind, I was thinking, what is it going to be like to enter Cherry Grove that I've always been to in um, usually on Saturdays, I would go for day trips because um, I'm only about 30 minutes from Fire Island from the ferry. Um, and then the ferry ride is about 15 minutes. Um, and this was my first time I was staying over ever in my life. So I want to first shout out the Belvedere Gay Resort. Amazing staff, amazing people. I'll get more into the Belvedere and what I learned when I was there. But some things that happen at the Belvedere Gay Resort stay at the Belvedere Gay Resort. So don't worry, Belvedere. I'm not revealing all the behind the scenes. Um, but it's like Vegas rules, everyone. There is, it's a gay resort. Okay, so let your imagination run wild. That's what we do well here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Okay. September 6th. This is from my journal. I said, the mix of eroticism and socializing, the hint of the hint of sex is always in the air. This is actually something that one of the guests at the Belvedere said, and I had to jot it down because I'm like, who knows when I need to use a phrase like the hint of sex is always in the air. It's very poetic. Um, 
I was questioning about being surrounded by water. What makes bodies of water so desirable for queer men? Um, because if you don't know, Cherry Grove, like the Pines, um, are clothing optional beaches. So yes, you will see some nude bodies. So yes, that's why if you go to these um, destinations that are LGBTQ plus resorts, um, the Pines, as you've heard, if you haven't, listen to Jack Parlett again, because he talks about some differences between the Pines and Cherry Grove. I would just say in my experience, the Pines tends to be more queer men, especially, I would say, men who identify as gay or bisexual. Um, you know, not trying to um, categorize too strictly, but I would say that's, you know, how a lot of those who go to the Pines identify. Cherry Grove, what I loved when I first arrived is just seeing, you know, so many, like, just so many groups um, who were not all um, the Manhattanite uh, gay men from Chelsea or Hell's Kitchen or from Equinox Gym. <laughs> Equinox is a very um, uh, expensive lifestyle gym. I'll put it that way. Um, Equinox, though, if you want to uh, gift me a free membership, I will definitely use it when I'm in Manhattan. <laughs> so <laughs> I will use those amenities, trust me. Uh, but I am an LA fitness gay gym goer. Shout out to the LA fitnesses of Long Island. Love you all. Um, I do love LA fitness. And I use them in Jersey when I visit my parents. Um, but in the Pines, there's a lot more of, I would say, looking of the men eyeing each other, eyeing each other, seeing the fashion they're wearing. They might recognize each other from Manhattan. There's a lot of social circles. There's the LA gay scene in the Pines. In Cherry Grove, there was um, a noticeable difference. There were women. Um, there are women in the Pines. It's not like there aren't women. But there was more queer women. Um, there was a presence of you know, those who don't just identify as cisgender, there were transgender brothers and sisters in Cherry Grove. There's definitely, I would say, more of a sexuality spectrum. Um, so that was exciting. There was definitely more racial diversity in Cherry Grove than I see in the Pines. So right away, yes, it's rainy, so it's not, it was not that busy. It was a local scene. Um, you know, saw a lot of locals right away. I check into the Belvedere. So it's a gay resort, which means you um, have to be, you know, a queer man. Um, and a lot of that reason is, well, because it's clothing optional. Also, I started to learn about who would check into the Belvedere. So, okay, why did I go to the Belvedere? Well, I wanted to meet more gay men. I wanted to network with different gay men from, and I started to find out these are not just gay men from the tri-state area. Yes, there was a lot of New York City gay men. Loved them all. They were all so sweet to talk to. Um, a few Long Island, not a lot. A few New Jersey, which, yay, I'm from New Jersey originally, so that was fun. Um there was actually a few Pennsylvania vacation goers 
who came to the Belvedere. Um, but then it extended outside of that. I met those from the Los Angeles area, from Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, even from overseas. I met those who were from Ireland, those who had come from even, um, I'm pretty sure, Spain. Um, so it was just, it was interesting to me to see that there was international tourism at the Belvedere. So that was really cool. And just to describe this experience, it's a guest house, which means that um, there are some rooms that do not have a bathroom, like you share a hallway bathroom. You know, think more uh, bougie dorm room style. Um, but I actually got requested a private bathroom in my room and it was a beautiful room called the empire room. It had a couch. It had a, um, nice queen bed, had the bathroom. And then it also had a really cute outdoor patio that I could sit at. But again, it was raining when I arrived. Okay. So it's raining, but the rain did a really interesting, um, psychological experience on me, which is a made me talk to everyone who was already checked into the Belvedere. So I met a really cool couple uh, who was from Brooklyn and their doctors. And of course I started to tell them about, you know, why am I like, this is my birthday um, experience. I'm a podcaster. I'm also a literary scholar. And we just started talking about books. We actually, uh, started talking about Jack Parlett's Fire Island because one of them had it in their um had it in his bag. So that was exciting. Then um before all of this though, I got a tour of the Belvedere property. So I'll give you a little behind the scenes. So there's a lot of really cool outdoor places like outdoor sun decks. There was one right near my room that I used all the time when I got my morning breakfast. I would sit out there because eventually it was not raining the whole time I was there. There was very nice sunny days. I would dress in my running clothes because my routine became waking up, getting a delicious croissant, getting coffee, having some fruit. I brought a whole cooler of fruit because I'm a Virgo. I'm very organized and I love bringing fruit that's going to go bad. I've learned that from my parents too. Okay. So I'm enjoying the sun deck. I'm having breakfast. I'm writing my daily mantra, which I always do. How am I, what's my intention for the day? What kind of energy am I going to bring to the day? Okay. So I'm doing all that as I sit outside as much as possible. Um, and then there's a pool deck that was very nice. Um, I used the pool a lot, especially the hot tub. There was an outdoor gym that was covered by a canopy. I used those weights. And okay, let me break down the pool experience for all of you. Okay, sorry, I thought I had more iced coffee. I don't. So I'm gonna have to turn to water, everyone. Okay, so the pool experience was really enjoyable because not only were there more than enough chairs to accommodate everyone, which I'm always worried about on vacation, like, oh my gosh, who's going to hog the pool chairs? And then do I have to reserve the pool chair? No, 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 no. This was all laid out very nicely. There was always room. Um, I wasn't there in the height of the summer season. I heard it's a little different. I heard you might have to be a little more aggressive about getting a pool chair. 
So did not have to deal with that though. Oh, shout out to the owner, Julian. Julian is a really, really sweet, sweet man. Um, Julian, I loved the Belvedere. I will be back again. And okay. So it's clothing optional. Yes. Did I take my clothes off? Uh, you bet your ass I did. Okay, hold on to that question because we'll be right back. But first, a word from our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I took my clothes off when it was warm enough because it was a little chilly with that rain. So, you know, I'm glad I had my bathing suits with me. And did I have a leopard, you know, skimpy bathing suit? Yeah, I'm from Jersey originally. I'm going to wear leopard prints. <laughs> I love how I'm pretending you all are arguing with me out there. You probably are just like, okay, uh, we get it, Andrew. You like your, you like your seductive bathing suits. And yes, you got naked at this place. Okay. And no, I do not have an OnlyFans. It's not like I'm promoting OnlyFans content of my nudes. Uh, they do not exist on OnlyFans and they will not exist for all of you out there. Those are private and for me and me alone. Okay. So I got to meet so many at the pool. And I have to say, anytime I met someone, I just instantly, we talked about where we're from you know, what's the experience of why we're here? It was so interesting to see. Yes, there were other single gay men. There were other men there who are partnered, but they wanted to just, you know, go on a vacation. Maybe they're in an open marriage. That was happening a lot. Maybe they're trying to spice their marriage up. That was happening. Maybe they're friends who are trying to uh, be wingmen for each other. That was happening. Any circumstance you could really think of with, queer men was happening was there men who are straight in their everyday lives going there to experience other men i'm not sure i am sure it's happened um and i am sure those who've gone to the belvedere have experienced that before okay so then there's a really beautiful um i would call it a ballroom but you know, entertaining area. This is a house. So think of a house, but think of a house with different wings. It was kind of like a mansion, um, but the whole house wasn't connected. Like meaning you had to go outside sometimes to connect to different parts of the hotel. Um, then there was what was called the game room. And I'm quoting right now. Um, there was a television screen. There were board games. I saw roulette. I saw Monopoly. Okay. I saw maybe gestures, but there was another entertainment happening in this room. There's a television and it's on a certain channel, shall we say, playing our favorite um, vintage categories of steamy gay material. Okay. You're all following me here. 
And yeah, it was a judgment-free zone, just like Planet Fitness. Hey, judgment-free, but I'm not going to hit an alarm, okay? You know, I'm not sounding the alarm. Whatever men are doing there, they are doing there. It's not for me to judge, okay? There was a beautiful, though, rooftop there. And yes, I had my lunch there. I had my lunch from an amazing market, the Fire Island Market. That family is so nice. Every day I would get my egg sandwich. They had vegetarian options like Impossible Sausage, Impossible Chicken, some of the best sandwiches I've actually had. So I can't wait to go back there again. I got my nitro cold brew from them. Yeah. It was so fun to meet these families, these families who take the ferry every day to get to work. So, okay. There's the Cherry Grove Pizzeria. I had amazing pasta there. There was this really, um, I wish I knew his name, but this kind soul just playing piano, doing a piano bar experience. No, I did not hear Billy Joel's Piano Man. I thought I would, but sadly, no, not the Piano Man. That's not my favorite Billy Joel song, though. My favorite Billy Joel song is uh, River of Dreams. Okay, but I am a huge Billy Joel fan. I love Uptown Girl, too. And beside the point, but hey, this is informal. I can be, I can go down rabbit holes here. So at the Cherry Grove Pizzeria, this is a different night. Okay, so now we're on Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday night, I go to the pizzeria. And the night before, I went to Island Breeze, which is a great, like, tropical-themed restaurant. Had a few uh, cocktails, uh, rum breezes, I'm pretty sure. Um, I do remember, though. I remember what happened that night. Don't worry. I remember every night, actually. I was... I was contained. I was having fun, but I um, was not sloppy. Okay. But hey, if you wanted to be sloppy, you could have been sloppy. No judgment. Again, I was not there to judge. And I have to say, everyone's intentionality was a judgment-free zone. Okay. So I met a really nice man who owned a boat and had docked his boat there at Cherry Grove, owns a restaurant on Long Island. And he was so sweet. He bought me drinks. He bought me dinner. And um, yeah, we just kept each other company. And there was nothing that happened in the bedroom, okay? Just in case you're wondering, what did Andrew have to do in return? Nothing. Um, we became friends. And they were celebrating my birthday. I have to say, when everyone knew I was celebrating my birthday, they bought food for me. They bought drinks. They were just wanting me to have a great time. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just come back here and say it's my birthday again. But you know what? People would catch on easily there because I learned the staff right away because it was the off season. I learned the owner's names. So they would catch on. They'd be like, Andrew, it's not your birthday anymore. We get it. You're celebrating a month, your 30th birthday, but we're cutting you off. Okay. We are cutting you off. It is now 2023. It's not your 30th birthday. Okay. So I'm not going to do that, everyone. I... They would catch on quickly. Okay. So another thing that I just really loved is there was an awesome uh, drag comedy show. And it was their last comedy show for the season. Um, and it was happening at the bar called Cherries, which anyone who's been to Cherry Grove, Cherries is a staple. There's all of these drag shows. There's, I think, karaoke there. There's bingo night. Um, it was amazing uh, to be there. But again, it was like a rainy night. So 
it like kind of, I think, intensified the energy because there's like a storm brewing outside. One of the boats outside, not my friend's boat, but one of the boats outside almost capsized. So they kept making punchlines about it. But I was actually afraid that the boat was going to topple over outside. <laughs> um, but it was their last performance. So these drag performers were getting sloppy and I loved it. They're like, hey, we're drinking it up. Let's take shots. And I'm like, OK, you go. You go, girls. Uh, okay, so I go to a drag show. That's Tuesday night, though. And um, Wednesday night, again, Wednesday was kind of cloudy, but it got a little warm. So I was like able to lay out more at the pool, but it was not a beach day yet. Cause when it's a beach day, it's like a sunny day. I need to be, it needs to be sunny for me. I need to be able to like sprawl all my stuff out, my beach blanket that I bring, my books that I lay out, my lunch. I'm like a lunch person at the beach. I bring my lunch. I bring my coffee, my iced coffee. I am a gay iced coffee guy. Okay. I do fit a stereotype. I know. Um, and if it's clothing optional, I'd like to sprawl out, okay? But if it's not that warm, I'm not doing all that. So I was at the pool. I got a good workout in Wednesday, though. I remember that. Um, I went for a lovely run on the beach. I ran on the beach Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I love running on the beach. Anyone out there, if you're a runner, there's nothing like just running on the beach. I run with shoes, though. I know some people don't run with shoes. I have to. I'm just worried, like, I'm going to get, I don't there's going to be, like, a, Shell it. I'm going to get cut. No, 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 no. I'm not dealing with blood on the beach. Okay. So as I was running though on the beach from Cherry Grove, there's then a section called the meat rack. And they're basically sand dunes meets the pine barrens. But from the beach, you can see these dunes. But the meat rack traditionally is where gay men were cruising for sex. Um, Doesn't really happen like that anymore. I mean, some people say that is still happening, but I think it's more nostalgic of the cruising that was happening there. Uh, again, Jack Parlette gets into that in his episode. Um, but then the next section is the pines. So I would just run all the way over to the pines. Sometimes I would run onto the boardwalk to get into the pines. And if you've never been to the pines or Cherry Grove, you have to imagine not only are there no cars, but everything is connected by what's called the boards. But like it's like a boardwalk but they're just boards that connect to the houses. So like you'll be walking and you're going to be passing private houses and a lot of them have gates, um, but it's just, it truly is a paradise. There's nothing, there's no way I can explain it, especially when there's not a lot, there weren't a lot of people around when I'm like walking to restaurants, I can just hear the birds chirping and the nature. I saw deer, uh, just the deer are right next to you, just chewing away. They were loving that um they were loving the foliage they were loving the food for them um squirrels those squirrels will get right next to you too they don't care um and people that i would i would pass in cherry grove would just say hi to each other it just it really felt like that island community like i was like okay i'm part of this community um okay so then i have to also really shout out um this restaurant called sandcastle i loved it I um, met a couple from Brooklyn, but one of them was from South Jersey originally. And if you're from Jersey, and I think it's like if you're from Long Island, if you meet someone from Jersey or from Long Island, like you're, you're instantly connected. You're like, wait, what area of the New Jersey Turnpike are you from? Oh, OK. I'm from like near the um, basically almost the end of the not the end of the Turnpike, but um, 
it's like the Woodbury exit, but I grew up in Washington Township, but like that's near where uh, Washington Township is. And you try to tell each other like what exit of the turnpike you're from. Okay. So instantly became friends with this couple. Um, Talked to them about, you know, the work that I do um, at Stony Brook, teaching queer poetry. So I feel like I just got to know so many and I got to know the bartender. Um, I want to shout his name out, Joaquin. Joaquin, if you're listening, you were just so kind, such a sweet guy. Um, and the employees who work at the restaurants, it seemed like a lot of them were staying there for the summer. And then like the end of the season roughly was like September 16th, it sounded like, end of September. And then the restaurants are closed, like they're done. At Cherry Grove, there's like no restaurant that stays open after September. Same goes for the market. So if you're staying there all year round, you are a gritty Fire Islander. Like you are dedicated because there are not restaurants open. There is not a market open. Uh, you are, maybe you have a car that you can drive on the beach because that is a way that some stay year round, but whew, give you all credit out there. Um, you are true Islanders in that sense. Um, but yeah, so- had such a great time at the Sandcastle. One of the bartenders, um, most of them like live in shared share uh, share housing together who are employees on the island. Even at the pizzeria, there's like an employee Thursday discount night. I was like, oh, that's so nice for all of those employees. Um, they all knew each other. They all like would go to the bars together, it sounded like, or go hear a drag show or go to the Ice Palace, which there wasn't a party happening when I was there, but like there's an underwear party at the Ice Palace. So it was awesome to see how these employees like formed groups and would like go together to um, the clubs. Okay. One of the employees, he recognized me from running that morning. And he's like, oh, I saw you running. I'm like, wow, I really am part of this community. Okay. So another aspect that I just really, really want to um, bring up is how many different industries these gay men who um, were vacationing at Cherry Grove, whether it be at the Belvedere, at the hotel I stayed at, or just those I met even on the beach. Um, let's just say... When you are a man of a certain age, now I am 30, um, and you know you are enjoying the sun hitting all areas of your body, uh, there were some men who wanted to come talk to me, but I also wanted to talk to them because I'm a social person. I would not have a podcast if I'm not that extroverted, okay? There might be introverted podcasters, but hey, if you're a podcaster and you're introverted, reach out to me. I'm curious about that experience. Okay. So I loved that there were academics I met, a lot of artists, actually, a lot of writers I met. I think the off season, like right after Labor Day, I know it's not really an off season, but we'll call it the off season. A lot of artists, a lot of writers, a lot of academics, um, actors I met, those in fashion, um, those who were someone I met who was in a soap opera series, someone I met who a lot of like Broadway producers a lot of Broadway enthusiasts. I was in my element. We were like chatting up about the funny girl controversy. So I'm like, oh, I'm ready for this. Or uh, someone who saw the original Dream Girls. I'm like, oh, I wish I saw the original Dream Girls. Okay. Shout out Cheryl Lee Ralph. Thank God you finally won an Emmy. I am so proud of you, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Yes. Okay. Can't wait to see the new Ab Abbott Elementary. 
um, season. I ha- didn't really meet any Wall Street um, gay men, which I was kind of saddened because I could use a hedge fund daddy. But hey, hedge fund daddies out there. Andrew, he's here. Uh, <laughs> he could use some backing for the ivory tower boiler room. Just saying. Okay. Didn't meet some architects. But yeah, I just all, spanned all different kinds of um, professions. Again, I didn't meet like a gay ESPN broadcaster. That could have been interesting. I'm sure they exist. No, I did not meet Andy Cohen this time. I did not see Anderson Cooper. Uh, sadly, I'm still waiting to see Silver Daddy Anderson Cooper. So Anderson, please let me know when you're on Fire Island. And Andy, please let me know when you're on Fire Island so I can um, figure out how I can host one of the reunions with you. Because I think uh, it would be so interesting if I come in with my notebook and then just (laughs) come prepared with all these talking points. And they're like, who is this literary scholar? What is happening? Why does he only care about the narratives of this season that we can't remember ourselves since it was like six months ago? Okay. Yes, I'm a Housewives enthusiast. If you have not heard the Housewives episodes here or the Dana Wilkie episode I did, please listen to it. Okay, so to end, there is September 8th. This was a Thursday. I want to just read um, that I was embracing my seductive self. I think that was my mantra for the day. It worked. It was a really empowering mantra. Uh I'm like, wow, erotic energy. I'm writing this now in my journal. Erotic energy is more than sexual passion. Eroticism is powerful in nature. I was, this actually really helped me think about my um, dissertation writing on eroticism and homoeroticism. So same-sex desire that Whitman's discussing in his poetry. So yeah, this intersected with my dissertation. Who would have thought? That's what happens when you treat yourself Self-care time, everyone. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, oh, the two men at the Sandcastle Bar. One of them called me cerebral. I just love that word, cerebral. So thank you to, to that man who called me cerebral. I now stored that in my brain. I'm like, wow, am I cerebral? I guess I'm cerebral. Okay. Um, and then I wrote something here that said, wow, it's nothing, there's nothing like being in a hotel room where it actually links to a porn channel. That was a first. Well, you know what? Oh, and you didn't have to pay for it either because there are porn channels and they exist in casino hotel rooms. But yeah, you got to pay. I'm not paying for that. But hey, this was free, included in the room. It's all, that's all, that's the only place I'm going there. Okay, everyone. Um, I do not have an OnlyFans. I've said that before, but uh, if I had an OnlyFans, there would be content there and I would not reveal it all here. Okay. I've learned from the podcast, um, Stiff Socks. Yeah. Shout out. I do listen to that comedy podcast. Okay. Um, those comedians are hilarious. So free publicity for you right now. Um, okay. So the last day, did I write? Oh yes, I did. Okay. I was going to say, I knew I wrote in my journal every day. September 9th, I said I had a Shirley Bassey meets Peter Allen run. Yes, I was listening to Shirley Bassey, love that diva, and listening to Peter Allen um, singing Rio. Uh, Yeah, it was a great 
gay beach run that day. Um, I met a New York City artist who knew Terrence McNally, the playwright. Um, I said, wow, I'm coming back to my town, Port Jefferson, Long Island, with my creative battery recharged. And I noticed that when I went to a restaurant in Port Jefferson, that the like dynamics of gazing at other men, gazing with a Z's. I still think I should write a literary article that's like, or a media article called The Male Gaze and do G-A-Y-Z-E, The Male Gaze. And I'll like just deep dive what it's like when two gay men are gazing at each other. Um, I don't know, anyone out there who's interested, I'm ready to do it. All right. But when I went to this meal that, I thought being around such queer male energy and so open and empowered and not being judged. Um, I was trying to explain this trip to my parents and I'm like, okay, how do I explain this to them uh, without like revealing Andrew's um, bedroom secrets, which I'm not even revealing here to you all. I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I will just explain that there's nothing like being around and it's true. Just the male body not being... Um, judge that you're interested in the male body as another man um that there is no straight um straight judgment right and i know all of you out there who are listening you are straight allies i love you all love my straight male allies you know who you are okay you're out there my straight female friend you're out there love you all but there's nothing like being in a space where i just realized wow i we can be who we want and we're really getting this nourishment of empowerment, okay? And that's what I learned at the Belvedere is about loving who I am, not shying away from who I am, being authentic to my gay male creativity, okay? And bringing that back to where I am now. And I did notice I was bringing this energy of, wow, I'm loving who I am. I am having a ball at burrito. It's an amazing, okay. Now everyone's going to go to burrito. I want the business for you burrito, but like, I want my nights too, to be, you know, quiet and not full of people, but Hey, go to burrito. It's an amazing Mexican restaurant in Port Jefferson. Their margaritas are amazing. The mango margarita, the spicy margarita. Uh, yeah. Go to taco Tuesday. Uh, Hit up my friend Alexa, who's the bartender on Tuesday. And then I think Marissa's the bartender every other night. It sounds like I go there every night. I don't go every night, everyone. But I'm friends with like all the Port Jeff restaurants because I've lived here for almost nine years. Okay, so that was my Fire Island trip, everyone. I hope that you're enjoying this. I mean, do you want me to do more of these just discussions of my everyday life? I'm not sure. I didn't never created the Ivory Tower Boiler Room for that purpose, but... Maybe you want more of these informal talks. I know Mary, she does some informal conversations and I love listening to her true crime in academia conversations. So, hey, so yeah, it was an amazing birthday. I am so excited to be 30. I keep saying to everyone, this is my year to just manifest my creativity. And thank you all for supporting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. It has now also been a two years of having the Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast out there. So much love. Kisses, kisses, kisses. That probably sounds so weird on the podcast. That sound I just made, but bear with me, everyone. Okay. Good night. Can't wait to be back in the ivory tower boiler room with you all. And yeah, it's my birthday. 
Thank you so much for listening to the ivory tower boiler room welcome to the fall season the ivory tower boiler room is a public humanities podcast where we interview writers scholars performers and artists episodes air on mondays i am andrew rimby the executive director i'm so happy to welcome my team mary DePippi, our chief contributor kimberly dallas our editor and an amazing fall group of interns Thank you to this team. Please follow the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Easy to remember. Our Twitter is at Ivory Boiler Room. And we have a whole new design for our Patreon. It is called the Ivory Tower Boiler Room Cafe because you're joining us and eavesdropping on our conversations that are unedited videos of all of our Ivory Tower Boiler Room episodes as if you're eavesdropping in a cafe overhearing the conversation. Well, talking about overhearing a conversation, hi, Mary. Hello, Andrew, and hello, everyone. I'm Mary DePippi, the host of True Crime and Academia, a podcast, well, a true crime podcast that is focused mainly on the crimes committed by and to those in the field of academia. Episodes air every Tuesday at noon. You can follow True Crime and Academia on Instagram and TikTok at True Crime and Academia and on Twitter at TC and Academia because Twitter hates extra characters, as we all know. 
And as Andrew alluded to earlier, we have a Patreon and True Crime and Academia has exclusive bonus episodes for subscribers. As a true crime enthusiast, I don't necessarily like to pigeonhole my true crime interests. So over on the Patreon, I cover some of the more high profile cases not related to academia, such as the murder of John Benet Ramsey and the case of Casey Anthony. So if you want access to videos like that, go over to patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room and become a subscriber. Thank you all for joining us. And here's to an amazing fall season. Bye. Bye everyone.